Chapter 31. The sky was already turning pink as I lay on my bed. My chest feels like a giant Seguro was sitting on it. I heard the front door open and shut. And then a second later, mom burst into my room. I have the greatest idea, she blurted out before she saw my face. Oh, honey, what's wrong? She rushed to the bed and sat next to me. I frowned. Nothing. Nothing's been wrong for two days. Now tell me what nothing is, she demanded. My eyes filled with tears. When Connor was here yesterday, he called me disabled. Mom scrunched her eyebrows. Well, okay. Did that make you angry? Yes. Why? Because, I said, trying to hold back more tears. I know I am. I don't need other people telling me that I am and telling me what I can or can't do. I'm sure he didn't say it to hurt you. I don't ever want to be seen just as a disabled person, I said. I don't want to be, I don't want to just be Avon Green, that girl with no arms. I don't want to be labeled like that. I think Connor would be the last person to label you like that. You shouldn't get so offended if someone calls you disabled, Avon. You do have extra challenges that others don't have. It does take you longer to do most tasks. Your movements are limited. There's a big difference between saying you're disabled and saying you're incapable. Well, he tried to say I was incapable of becoming an astronaut. She laughed and stood up off the bed and faced me. I think it would be extra challenging for you, but I don't think it's impossible. Not with robotic arms and all that. She did a robot dance to show off what I assumed were some ridiculous robot arms that would never be of any use to any astronaut. I don't think anything's impossible for you, she said as she continued her display. I smiled and then remembered I was angry. If you're trying to make me laugh, it won't work. My scowl deepened. Connor thinks everything's impossible for him, and he's all mad about it. So he tried to act like everything's impossible for me, too. He's being a big baby and feeling sorry for himself. Shouldn't you try to be a little more understanding then? You're his friend, Avon. You should be building him up when he gets down on himself. He wasn't building me up, I said. He was trying to tear me down. I don't think he wanted to tear you down at all. Like you said, he did it because he was feeling bad about himself. I'm sure he feels terrible about the whole situation now. Stop being such a hothead. Look who's talking, I muttered. Watch it, little lady, Mom said sternly as she reached over and rubbed her knuckles over my head. Ouch! I huffed and pushed her hand away with my foot. What was the big idea you had, anyway? She looked excited again as she remembered what she had burst in here to tell me in the first place. I spoke with the flap jackaroos. I told them all about you and how you love to play the guitar, and we thought it would be wonderful if you joined them for a song. She threw her hands over her mouth and let out a little squeak like she had just said, said the most exciting thing of all time. I scowled. Seriously, this again? I don't think so, Mom. Her face fell, and I felt bad for a moment about disappointing her. Why not? I'm not going to go up on stage so people can come gawk at a girl with no arms playing the guitar. I'm not some circus show. Mom's face was instantly furious. Avon! She looked appalled at what I had said, and I immediately felt guilty for having said it. How can you say that? I wanted you to join them for a song because of how proud I am to have you for my daughter, because I want everyone to see how amazing you are, not because I want to make a spectacle out of you. What's the matter with you? Everything, I said. Everything is the matter with me. I got off the bed and stormed out of the apartment. 
I walked around Main Street as the sky turned dark, ignoring the few visitors who still walked around. I didn't want to go home. I kicked the dirt and huffed and sulked as I wandered aimlessly. I sulked about my fight with Connor. I sulked about hating school. I sulked about missing my old school and friends. But mostly, I sulked because Connor was right. I was disabled, and no one would ever see me as anything else. I would never be able to do all the... all the things everyone else could do. I would never be a surgeon or an astronaut or an actress, no matter how angry I proclaimed I would be. I stopped when I saw Spaghetti and pressed my head to his. You're the only one who understands me, I whispered. I continued walking around until I got to an old wagon that sat in a quiet corner of the park. I climbed into it and sat down. I stayed there all through dinner until Dad walked up and got into the wagon with me. Mom's worried about you, he said. She saved you a plate of spaghetti. I humped, humped as dramatically as I could. I'm not in the mood for spaghetti. Me neither, he agreed. You know, she didn't even remove his fur. Gross. Do I have a llama hair in my tooth? Dad pushed his lips up and leaned in about an inch from my face to show me his teeth. Ha ha, I said. I happen to know he's right over there in the petting zoo and was not the main entree at dinner. So go tell your bad jokes somewhere else. He sat next to me quietly for a long time, and I could almost hear his mind working, trying to come up with something to talk about. Finally, he said, I heard soccer tryouts are a day after tomorrow. Oh, you heard soccer tryouts are a day after tomorrow. Yes, I heard. After after I called the school several times, and put the date on my calendar a few weeks ago, and called again to make sure it was still correct, and then put a reminder in my phone. I'm not trying out for soccer, Dad. Oh, I don't think you should try out. No way. I just thought I'd mention it to you. I just thought I'd mention it so you would know to avoid the tryouts. I wouldn't want you to accidentally stumble into a soccer tryout and accidentally make it onto the team or something like that. He tapped the side of the wagon. That would be awful. I frowned as hard as I could beside him. I wasn't going to let him destroy my terrible mood. It sure is a beautiful night, he said. Look at all those stars. I looked up. What stars? I snorted. You can't see any stars in this stupid sky? Look right over there. He pointed at the sky. I see one right there. I rolled my eyes. I think that's a planet, Dad. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Jupiter? I think so. I turned my head to another light in the sky. That might be Venus. Dad looked at me. What's wrong, Sheebs? I sighed and bit my lip. I just, I feel so messed up right now. I wish my life were simple like everyone else's. Do you think? I bit down harder on my lip, trying to keep it from quivering. Do I think what, honey? Do you think it would have taken two years for someone to adopt me if I had arms? I think it would have taken about two seconds for someone to adopt you if we had found you sooner. Arms or no arms. You were our daughter and you were waiting for us. That's all there is to it. I just wish I were like everyone else. He stared at me for a while. Now that's a terrible thought. I scowled. How is that terrible? Connor wants to be like everyone else. I tried my best to keep the tears from spilling out by not blinking. And so do I. Dad put his arm around me. Why do you want to be like everyone else? Despite my best efforts, a tear broke loose and slid down my cheek. 
so I can wear cute tank tops and play the guitar at the festival and not worry about everyone staring at me all the time. I took a deep breath. So I don't have to eat in the bathroom ever again. Dad furrowed his eyebrows. And why do you have to eat in the bathroom, Avon? I wiped at my cheek with my shoulder because I don't want the other kids to see me. Dad sighed deeply and looked back up at the sky. Those lights up there, they're not like anything else in the sky. He looked at me, but they shine the brightest. I sniffled. That's so cheesy, Dad. He laughed. It may sound cheesy, but it's true. He squeezed me tightly to, squeezed me tightly to him and made a ridiculous wise look, rubbing his chin thoughtfully. No one lights a lamp and hides it under a basket. They put it on the table so it can shine for all to see. I rolled my eyes. I'm sure it pleased him to no end to incorporate a Sunday school lesson into our discussion. Okay, Dad, I'll go sit on the table. He kissed the top of my head. Don't be like everyone else, Avon. Be you. And what is that exactly? A table lamp? No, not a table lamp. He poked me in the ribs, causing me to squirm beside him. A light who shines for all to see. He tilted my chin to look up at him. A light who doesn't hide in the bathroom. He got down from the wagon. Come home when you're ready. Just know mom will be pacing the floor when you, until you get there. I smiled a little and hunched down in the wagon until I was sure he couldn't see me over the rim. I heard him chuckle and walk away. I looked at the wall of the wagon next to me and noticed someone had scratched something into it. I eased my foot slowly out of my flat and ran my shaking toes over the engraved words. Inside of what looked like a heart, someone had written, Avon was here. I thought back to that first box Connor and I had found in the storage room and the letters on it. A-V-N. Connor had been right all along. Avon, not Kavanaugh.